Hey friend, so today I want to talk about that icky little thing called insecurity. I don't know about you, but I have dealt with this little pest for most of my life and I really think that there's not many people talking about insecurity um, specifically and yet it's something that we all deal with and it's something that we can actually overcome and get past, but the path there isn't necessarily what we all think it is. So what I want to do is shift our perspective on this whole insecurity topic. I want to shift it from the fake it till you make it, put your action before your faith, all the things that most people usually say, and shift it to more of an identity issue. Because I don't know about you, but when I was dealing with insecurity, it wasn't like I I would get insecurity here and there, and oh, then I'd get insecure, and then I'd be fine, and I'd get insecure, and then I'd be fine. I had almost like a stronghold of insecurity over my life that I didn't realize for a very long time. And by the time I realized it, it kind of felt like it just was a bit too late, right? (laughs) And so I want to share a little bit of my story with you. I grew up just a very shy little girl. I was shy and pretty fearful and basically insecure, but I kind of always just thought it was my personality, right? Like I'm just a shy, quiet girl. That's just who I am. And I was a cheerleader in middle and high school, did competitive cheerleading, varsity cheerleading. It was what I loved. I loved it all. Um, But I was also very shy and insecure. So the problem with that is uh, when you're shy and you're a cheerleader, girls in your school aren't going to think, oh, look at that. She's so shy. They're going to go, she's a fill in the blank, right? And that's, that's kind of what would happen to me. My, my mom would even tell me, she'd go, Jesse, girls are going to think you're a fill in the blank, right? I'm like, thanks mom. Okay. And so I really struggled with that. Like that didn't help me because that made me even more insecure and more shy and more fearful of other girls and other people. And it didn't actually help, but it just kind of made me think that this is just who I am and that people have problems with me because of it, but this is just who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. And then I graduated high school and I moved off to Colorado to go to college. And, you know, I was going off on a new adventure. I was in college. I had new friends. I was doing new things. And I kind of thought I left that part of my life behind me. Like, okay, that phase of my life is over. And now I'm not really insecure anymore. And I'm better and I'm more myself and all that kind of stuff. So I, I didn't really give it much thought. But I can look back and see how this insecure mentality, because that's kind of what it becomes. It almost becomes your mentality. It becomes the way your brain is wired to think. I can see how it started affecting my life even when I didn't realize it. You know, I I wouldn't take really big chances. You know, I kind of played everything safe. And it especially came out in my relationships, the guys I would date. I typically only dated guys that basically came out and said that they liked me. And if they they said it, I was like, I guess I got to date them. And so we would date. And, you know, I, I would I would like them to a degree, don't get me wrong, but it would always end with me getting dumped and me feeling heartbroken. But then I would start thinking, why, like, why, why was I even with him? You know, like, did I even want to be with him? Why did I feel like I needed to be with him? And I think a part of it was, I thought if this guy is saying he likes me, I better hook onto that because another guy might never feel the same way, right? And it sounds weird and and kind of sad, but I think that's really how I thought because I had a relationship with God, but whenever I was dating a guy, 
I wasn't really pursuing God, right? I wasn't really asking God what he thought about the guy because I think deep down I knew the answer would be no. And so I didn't want to hear no. So I just wouldn't ask, right? And so this kind of went on. And then I met Jeff or, you know, we were friends for a while. But then I started dating Jeff and got married to Jeff. And a part of me thought, okay, I know I can be insecure when it comes to guys, but Jeff is such an amazing guy. He's such a good guy, right? That when I marry him, like that part of my life of being insecure over guys is over, right? Like there's no more reason to be insecure. Well, I don't know about you, but I have learned that insecurity doesn't need a reason to make you insecure. And so after getting married, literally it didn't get better. It got worse. Like my insecurity got worse. And let me be clear that Jeff is not a perfect person either. So I'm not saying that everything was my fault, but when you get married to someone, you are taking two different people with their own sets of insecurities and bringing them together, right? So so you're going to have a little bit of um, friction, you know, at first. And we look back on that first year of marriage and we go, wow, that was so hard. We just celebrated four years. So we're past that now. But we look back on that first year and it was so hard. And I know from my own heart, looking back, so much of the problem was my own insecurity. It was like it was there lying below the surface, like putting metals into a, a fire or a furnace. All the impurities rise to the surface, right? And so when I get married, I walk into this furnace and all of a sudden, all of the insecurity that I thought was gone now is up bubbling at the surface. I'm like, where did that come from? And God is like, hey, that was there all along. You just didn't see it. But now I want to take that from you. Let me take it from you. The problem was I didn't know how to do that. I thought I had to do it. I thought I had to fake it till I make it. I had to act secure even when I was insecure. And all of this led to so many problems because it wasn't working. I was trying to do it. I was trying to fix it. And it wasn't working. And it reminds me of the story of Rapunzel, right? The girl in the tower, trapped. She doesn't know who she is. And her captor doesn't want her to know who she is. And it felt like all of this um, insecurity was piling up on me like, like stones in a tower and it was caging me in. And I knew I was insecure, right? I wasn't confused. I wasn't like, oh, you're the problem. I knew I was the pro- I knew I was insecure. I was not confused about that. And I knew I was, I was like trapped in this tower or this cage of insecurity and I didn't realize it was of my own doing. You know, sometimes we let fear or insecurity or or something else build like this tower around us and we can almost see it happening and we know it's happening, but we feel powerless to stop it. We feel powerless to just walk out the door, jump out the window or do something. We feel like we can't do anything. And so I knew I was hurting my marriage. I knew I wasn't being a good friend. I knew I was just becoming this person that I didn't want to be. But I felt absolutely no power to be able to change what I was doing or how I was feeling. And it really felt hopeless. 
And so I remember one day I was driving and I had just had about enough. You know, this was probably shortly before our first year anniversary, or maybe it was like right after, but it was right around that one year mark. And I was driving here in Colorado. I was driving past this place called Garden of the Gods Park, and it's got these really big mountains and rock formations and stuff. And right behind it is Pikes Peak Mountain where we live. And every time I talk to God and I can see a window or I'm outside, I look at the mountains. I don't know why. I think it's because they just feel big and strong and larger than life. And that's kind of how I see God. So I just, I look at the mountains while I'm driving and I'm just looking at them and I'm going, God, I'm, I am so done with this. Like, I'm so tired of this. I know I'm being insecure and I know that's not how you made me, but I don't know how to change. I don't know how to fix it. And I'm so done. I need you to help me. I will do anything. Tell me what to do. That's where I was. And I came just to the end of myself and just turned to God, which, hello, right? That's what we're supposed to do. But God told me, he said, look up at the mountain, you know, while I'm driving. So I'm looking at the road too. But I look up at the mountain and it's this huge Pikes Peak mountain. And he said, um, he gave me this vision and I saw myself, like I saw this version of myself that I wanted to be. She was strong. She was confident. She was secure. She was kind. She was someone people wanted to be around, right? This was like the woman I knew God created me to be, but and the woman I knew I was, but I wasn't at the same time. She was fierce. She was strong, but she was gentle and kind. And she was standing at the top of this mountain. And I'm here at the bottom of the mountain looking up at her going, okay, if I can just get to her, then I will be her, right? If I can just get to where she is, I will become who she is. And so I'm at the bottom of this mountain and I'm climbing and I'm crawling up the mountain and I'm doing pretty good for a while. I'm like, okay, making progress. We're getting there. And then all of a sudden, like these, these creatures or these animals or I don't know, probably demons, but whatever, like these little creatures, like wolves or something, come out and just drag me down, you know? And I don't have anything really to defend myself with. So I just kind of am at their mercy and I just fall back down. And then I have to start all over. I'm at the bottom of the mountain and then I have to crawl back up. And that's how I felt. I was like, yes, like, God was saying, this is how you you see what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I'm doing good. I pretend to be secure. I'm doing good. And then something happens and then it's all undone. No progress has been made and I'm back at the beginning. And then he said, you're looking at it all wrong. And I was like, what? And then he gave me another vision. And this time I was at the top of the mountain. I was the girl at the top of the mountain, I was strong, I was confident, I was secure, I was fearless, I was brave, and I was kind, I was gentle, I was the girl that everyone wanted to be around because I made them feel special, I was the wife that made my husband feel better, I, I, was, I was everything I was trying to be, I was. And I was standing at the top of this mountain and these little creatures, they kept coming up like from the bottom of the mountain. They kept coming up to try and like drag me down, like bite my ankles and pull me down or something. But all I had to do is when one came up near my feet, I would just take my foot and just kick it and it would just tumble down the mountain. And it was so much easier to defend the position I was already in at the top than it was trying to claw, uh, claw my way up to the top. It was easier to defend the mountain than it was to take it. And in that moment, I realized, okay, I know this in my head. I know that's who I am. 
but I don't think I've really understood it. And in that moment, it just made sense. It just made sense. It got into my heart versus in my head. And all of a sudden I knew I am that girl. I have to stop trying. Not not trying in the sense of just like giving up on life, but you know, stop trying to become her. Stop trying to prove myself to God or to my husband or to anyone else. Stop trying to prove that I could be her and start realizing that I already was her, which means, here's what it means. It means I have security and confidence inside me. I just have to to uh, trust it. I just have to trust in that. And it's there, right? See, Rapunzel in her tower, her captor, Mother Gothel, was terrified of Rapunzel finding out who she really was. Because when Rapunzel found out who she really was, that she was the princess, she was the royal daughter of the king and queen, and that this realm, this country was hers, and she had authority over it. Once she found out who she was, she found the strength and the courage to walk out of that tower, actually to jump out the window, I think, of that tower. And Mother Gothel knew that. She knew that once Rapunzel found out who she was, she would not be able to keep her as a prisoner in that tower anymore. Mother Gothel tried to convince Rapunzel that there was nothing special about her and that it would be safer for her to stay in the tower. And this is what fear and this is what insecurity does, which insecurity really is rooted in what? It's rooted in fear. This is what it does to you. It comes in and it whispers, there's nothing special about you. You could get hurt out there. There's nothing for you out there. It's safer for you in here. I know what's best for you. I'm trying to protect you. You know, sure, there's people doing other things for God, but there's better people doing that. You don't need to do that. You're not that special. You're not that talented. You don't have those many, you don't have those kinds of gifts. You need to stay safe in here because the world is not safe. Of course, the world's not safe. But you have a mighty warrior living on the inside of you. Do you think that um, Jesus is afraid of what's in the world? Absolutely not. And he's living on the inside of you. When you listen to fear and you listen to insecurity, you keep yourself a prisoner in this tower with no hope of ever leaving. But when you listen to the other voice, that's speaking on the inside of you. The voice that says, I have more for you. The voice that says, you're stronger than this. You're braver than this. Tap into what I've put inside of you and we'll go and have an adventure together. When you listen to that voice, then there is nothing inside of that tower that can stop you from walking away from it. Now, do I ever deal with fear and insecurity in my life today? Absolutely. Sometimes I get insecure. Sometimes I get fearful. But the difference is now when I feel that way, I recognize it and I'm able to deal with it. Something I wasn't able to do before. And as far as my marriage with Jeff, after that moment, I know there was a change. And I think it took a little bit of time for it to kind of walk out into our marriage because to be quite honest, I hadn't given Jeff any reasons that I was different, right? He was used to me being insecure. So whenever stuff would happen and I wasn't being insecure, but he just assumed I was, I had to have grace on him to be like, look, I understand. I I completely understand why you would think that, but I promise you, this is what I'm thinking. And then I had to, I had to own it. You know, I had to own it and realize, you know what? I've 
made him think this way. I have given him reasons to think this way and I need to have grace on him just like I want him to have grace on me. And you know what? It didn't take very long and there it literally was like a new marriage. It didn't even look like the same marriage. And today we do not deal with those things at all. We have a great marriage. We still have things we're working on, obviously, but... <laughs> But I can say I am not living in that tower of insecurity and fear anymore. And there, I can promise you, as a girl who's on the outside of that tower that you're living in right now, life is so much better outside. Sure, there's risk. Sure, there's danger. But no story that's ever been written doesn't have those elements in it. It's what's inside of you that is bigger than anything that you can face. But you're never going to find that out unless you have the courage, take the courage that's already on the inside of you and get out of the tower. You see, fear is always going to whisper those things in your ear about how you're safer in there. You know, there's not much for you. You don't need to try, but there is another voice. And I found it in the Chronicles of Narnia in the last book of C.S. Lewis's writings. He um, is leading the children of Narnia up into the high country. And he's saying, come follow me, come further up and further in, further up and further in. And when I read those words, I just hear the voice of God beneath them. That's what he was calling me to when I was dealing with my insecurity. He was whispering into my ear, just like he's whispering into yours. I have so much more for you. Follow me, come further up and further in, further up and further in. There is so much more life I have in store for you, but I cannot force you to live it with me. Just like Gandalf said to Frodo in the first Lord of the Rings, or actually in The Hobbit, I'm sorry, to, to Bill, I am so, so confused right now. Just like Gandalf said to Bilbo in The Hobbit, he said, I'm looking for someone to have an adventure with. Are you going to be that person that has the adventure that God is waiting for you to have with him? Because you can't have it when you stay sitting in a tower, looking out the window, watching everyone else's life go by. But I promise you that if you take that chance to find out who you are as a royal daughter, the girl on top of the mountain who all she has to do is kick her heel and her problems go spiraling down that mountain because she's over them. When you find out who you are and you see yourself that way, then there is nothing that can stop you. And the adventures that lie ahead of you are only the beginning. 